Welcome to BMP Radio. My name is Brian Pekowitz, and I am your host. The goal of this podcast is to connect you with individuals from the fields of fitness and lifestyle as they share their stories to ignite the fire within you. I want to thank you for tuning in as we inspire you to be a light and believe in more. What is going on, guys? This is Brian Pickwitz here at BMP Radio, and I'm super excited to have you guys tuning in to episode 25 of our podcast. So on today's episode, we feature Hector Jimenez, and Hector is an online fitness coach who helps individuals build their dream physiques while also cultivating a lifestyle around fitness. And Hector is someone who has become a friend of mine since moving to Los Angeles. We both train at the same gym, and a lot of the story that we go into today, we share in common too. Hector is someone who had to develop a different quote-unquote identity as he was transforming from an athletic background playing soccer and transition into a passion of fitness and training. But he also has overcome a tremendous amount in his life, and a lot of it stems from his upbringing. And we talk about a lot of that on the podcast. And another point of emphasis that I think that's really unique that we have in common is we both come from small towns, very much the same background, which I really liked. And I think that's why he's such a great person to have on the podcast because we we're able to dive into how to defeat the small town mindset. And when you're in that position where you either choose to go for it or you don't, what's that decision you have to make in order to really push yourself to succeed? One of the things I thought was very powerful about this podcast is talking about Hector's decision to leave medical school, leave nursing school, and go out on his own. And that's something I think that so many people are afraid to do. So many people are afraid to take a chance because they think that where they're going to go isn't going to be as good as it is right now. But the truth is that if you're in pain, if you're in a position where you're not happy, you're not feeling fulfilled, that other opportunity that you can find on the other side is so much more empowering if you choose to believe in it. And that's what I really like about this show. That's what I really like about this podcast in particular is because we were able to dive into that and we still had some lighthearted fun in the midst. So thank you all for tuning in. You can find Hector at Hector Jimenez with two eyes. And I'll make sure to put that in the show notes below. But thank you all for tuning in again. And make sure to leave us a review and rate us on iTunes. I really appreciate it. So we can share this message and continue to shine our light and inspire others to believe more. But without further ado, here's Hector Jimenez. Hector Jimenez, welcome to the podcast. What's up, man? What's up? I'm excited. I'm excited too. I'm really grateful to have you on the show. I think that you know our interactions together have kind of led me to the place where I want to hear more about your story. I want to hear you share some of your story, but I wanted to kick it to you first and, and just kind of get a better sense of like, you know, what do you do? Like, what's your passion? How did you start a passion for fitness? Where does that come from for you? Yeah, I mean, honestly, my passion with fitness is, um, well, I played soccer my whole life. That was my thing. Since I was like six years old, it was just highly competitive right off the bat. So I didn't know what that, oh, let's just have a game for fun. It was, you know, it was just straight off the bat. Like I knew I had talent. I knew I had skills. And then from the get-go, just, you know, traveling. And it was literally soccer was my life. I Like I eat, sleep, breathe soccer since I was like six years old all the way till like I graduated high school. Like it was just, it, it's like what I am with lifting now, that's what it, how it was with soccer. 
And I was just like, soccer was my life. Literally went to school after school, you know, I drove or like, you know, my parents would drive me to practice and it'd be like 30 minutes both ways, get home, you know, and then, um, yeah, I get home, do my homework, go to sleep and then repeat, you know? So that was like my whole life. And then, you know, kind of when soccer, I, I got burned out, you know, like I used to love the game. And then I just like, I, I lost that passion. I lost that drive and my game was shit, you know, like I, my, I would do really good some games and then I would do really bad. And that's when I knew that, hey, this isn't for me anymore, you know? And, and when you're really playing at a high level, you know, you really realize like, you know, am I, am I good enough? And I started doubting myself. And it was also because like, I didn't love it anymore, you know? And when you don't love something, you, you know, you're, you're not going to go 100% on it. You're not going to be, you, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Oh, absolutely. Well, so, well, I don't want to cut you off. I was going to say, how yeah. old were you when, you when you started breaking from that? Was that like, it was like, obviously it was like high school, but like, was it towards like the end of your high school career? Or was there like a time yeah, where you're like, dude, this exactly. is not for me? Yeah, it was like towards my, yeah, I was like between like, like 16, 17, somewhere. When I was 16-ish, that's when it started like wearing off. Um, because I, I did play high school soccer for like, like my freshman year and then my sophomore year I played and then, but what was it? My senior year, I actually played academy soccer. Okay. So that's like the, I, I, I think it's like the highest level you could play as like a teen in a way. Cause you know, you're playing <laughs> it's against like, like um, AAU or something like that. Yeah. 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 Something like that. So, and then that's when I was like at that really high level. You know, and then that's when I was just like, man, like, you know, these guys are good, you know, <laughs> like, and it was just like, I felt like it was a job as well, you know, and, 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 and it was something that a job that I didn't really like, you know, and that's when it started fading. And, and that's when I was like, I was thinking in my head, like, you know, I wanted to play soccer in college, you know, and that was, that was my plan. And that was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be good at soccer. I'm going to go play in college or so on and so forth. Right. But then that's when I was just like, man, I really hate this, you know? And it was, it was, yeah. Well, I was saying, so oh. from there, is that when you started training or, or is that like when you started making this break, you're starting to like, okay, this is not what I want. Um, I was kind of in the same place when I was playing college football. Mm. Um, wasn't the right thing. I'm not making any money from it. I'm not going to be yeah. uh athlete or Tom Brady or, which is unfortunate. I must have had, um, but that, that shift started to take place for me. So like for you, when you started shifting away, did you find like that weight yeah. training was substitute or yeah it, it, like, exactly like upon it or yeah so once I graduated high school I was kind of like and I, I didn't do anything with soccer I was kind of like what the fuck do I do now you know like you know we all have that passion our purpose right and I thought my purpose was soccer but then once I hated it and I just completely like you know cold turkey just no more soccer that's when I kind of like I looked at myself in the mirror one day this is like true story I looked at myself in the mirror one day and I, I wasn't happy with what I saw I used to be like, Hector's a soccer player, you know, he's good. And then now I'm just like this, you know, skinny fat kid. That, that's what I saw in the mirror, you know? And I was like, hey, like, you know, like, am I going to cry about it? Or am I going to do something about it? You know? So that's when I took action. And it's fun. Well, my sister's ex-boyfriend at the time, um, he was really into lifting. And I, he like said, hey, let's come work out. And I was like, all right. Didn't know what the heck I was doing. He did. So he, he gave me that guidance, you know? And then I, I immediately fell in love with lifting. Like I fell in love with the pump, you know? And then once you start getting those little results, you're just like, holy crap. Like you just feel like, you just feel amazing. And from that day, that was the switch. And, and that's what really got me into lifting. That, that, that's, that was that transition. 
how uh how long was it until you started to really devote yourself towards building a great physique like when you're in that spot what was the catalyst to be like no i really want to put all my energy in it or did you just kind of switch that identity from putting all your energy into soccer into your weight training like what was yeah. that transition yeah, it was exactly the same thing because I, I, I know how like hard work is, you know, and, and it was all, all that energy that I was using for soccer. I just pretty much switched that into training, you know, and becoming better, getting bigger, getting stronger, uh, learning. Um, honestly, for the first year, even though I was training with someone, I, I didn't know nutrition. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And, and you get those like newbie games, you know what I'm saying? So you do get like those, those new games and then you're just like, okay, I need to get a different aspect of you know nutrition and stuff because that's that plays a big key mm -hmm. Mm. Well, for you when you made that change when you say like okay I'm, I'm identifying as this athlete mm -hmm. i'm this athlete i'm identifying as this and then you're like okay i have to shift this into something else what was that like mentally for you was that an easy transition or was it just something that you picked up and said, you know what, I'm, I'm, I mean, granted, you know, you're in the position where you're at 18. So let's, you know, you're still trying to figure yourself out yeah. but for you, like to break from being an athlete to being someone who is more building something for themselves in a different manner. Was that hard for you? Or is it just, something Oh that you yeah. Be yeah. Yeah. It was, it was extremely hard, honestly. Cause like, you know, like my dad was, I could tell that he was just pissed. You know, my mm -hmm. dad, my dad was my number one critic um he was a guy that i didn't care what anyone thought to be honest like about my game or how i played or or anything like that but my dad was like oh oh shit man he, he was like I, I i out of everyone's approval i just wanted his and then he was he was big in soccer you know my dad it was a badass you know he was really good and and once i stopped playing soccer i just seen that kind of like look of like disappointment in a way you know what I'm saying? Like all those years and I kind of just threw it away. But at the end of the day, you have to do what makes you happy, you know, and, and that didn't make me happy. And I, I said, you know what, I don't give a fuck, you know, like I'm going to do what makes me happy and I don't really care what anyone else thinks. Cause at the end of the day, it's my life. And I felt like he was trying to live his life through me. You, mm -hmm. you, you know what I'm trying to say? Absolutely. So that, that, so that transition towards fitness, that, that, that's what was really hard is my, my biggest, hurdle or wall you could say was my dad and and getting through that and and until this day you know we're st we still kind of butt heads in a way um but it that was like my biggest hurdle was my father so that was my biggest thing that's heavy man yeah. what uh what did that do to your relationship when you were at that point were you guys like was that something that kind of fractured your relationship or was it kind of something that just kind of like made it so you were more driven to figure yourself out yeah so yeah, something with that is till till this day, um, you know, we are we're we're on good terms. Um, they, my parents have always been supported, supportive regardless of what I do. But I just know deep down he, I could you can feel it. You know, you could feel you could you could feel it deep down. He was just like disappointed and and you know he would always like talk about like me doing big things and all that. And then all of a sudden, just whoa, like my son doesn't play soccer anymore. But um, but 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 yeah, that was like the. It was just like, yeah. yeah. That was the moment for you. That was yeah, the moment that, for yeah. you. Mm -hmm. I know for me, so I think it's interesting. So we don't come from similar backgrounds and like the situation of like, obviously I'm coming from a totally different space in the country. Mm -hmm. uh, but for me, like my dad was a carpenter. Like my dad yeah. didn't think of his hands. And I was like, 
I just want to build a business. Like I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to build my body. I want to be an athlete, but it was more of like the actual thought process of things that I was interested in. And I know for him and me, it's caused a rift between us because he wants to show me all these things that have to do with like his passion and his pride. And it just doesn't resonate with me. So it's, it is, it does, it does create quite the bind. I think that's something that so many people can resonate with. Yeah. I totally agree with you on that one because my dad's a mechanic. So he would try to show me all that shit. And I was like, honestly, I hate, I hate anything that has to do with that. Like he's always like, Hey, like he wanted to show me how to like do this and do that, which, which is helpful, you know, cause you know, you had to change oil or something like that. But I just was not interested in that stuff. Like so it's me. So I feel you on that. Yeah, it's hard. And I think, I think it's, it's tough. Like I, I've learned to really empathize with that. So like I, meaning like if I was in the same position, I would want to be able to give my son that or my yeah. children that. So as I've gotten older, I've kind of been able to step back and be like, okay, well, he's not doing this because of any other reason than he wants to share that with me. And I think mm-hmm. that the more that now that I'm farther away and I go home, I try to really embrace that. But I think that that's a hard thing that it's just part of growing up and part of learning things. Yeah. What I want to dive into too, though, is you're making this change, you know, you're, you're, you're deciding to, you know, develop your physique. How do you wind up in Los Angeles? Like coming from <laughs> central or so Northern California, central Valley. Uh, so, yeah. Central Valley. Yeah. So honestly, well, first from the central Valley, I knew I needed to get out of there. I mean, I'm from a small town. I know you're from an even smaller town than I was. I thought I was from a small town, but you're from like, I forgot where you were from again. I'm from Hill, New Hampshire. I grew yeah. up in Hill, New Hampshire. I lived yeah. on a mountain. Yeah, you said there was like, how many people? Like 2,000 or 5,000 something? No, 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 no. My, my town, when I grew up, when I was growing up, it was 750 people. Oh, wow, yeah. And there, then I think that the capacity of it now is like 800 or 900. And they're mostly old people who live in like a small, like mobile home area. Yeah. There's, there was like one cop on duty at times. There was no store. It, it was a, you had to drive half an hour to get anywhere. So yeah. that story really resonated with me. But what about you? So where, where, yeah. where was it like for you trying to get out of that spot? Yeah. So from, from that small town, I, after that, you know, I, I didn't want to get into fitness and I, that's when I kind of started working out, but I still had no clue what I wanted to do. And actually before LA, I moved to San Luis Obispo. I don't know if I, I told you that before, but I moved to San Luis Obispo and, um, and Where I moved. Is that? Is, that in, is that in Southern uh, California? Or? Uh, Central coast. Okay. So it, it, so it's about, let me see. So it's like about three hours from, from LA. So it's just okay. along the coast. Um, mm-hmm. am, amazing city. Um, I didn't even know about San Luis Obispo until like one of my friends brought it up because I, I technically wanted to move to Santa Barbara and wanted to go to school there. And then um, my friends were like, Hey, let's check out San Luis Obispo. So when I moved to San Luis Obispo, that's when I actually met Joey. So uh, my roommate right now, one of my best friends and, and Slow's an amazing town. It's beautiful. But as far as fitness, I feel like there's a cap of, you know, of, of what you could really accomplish and achieve there. And I always want to do more, you know, and I, me and Joe, we made that switch, you know, and we're like, Hey, let's go to LA because, you know, fitness is booming over here. There's so much opportunity. So it was more of like, you know, really not putting a, a cap or limit of what you could achieve. So that's what really what brought me out to LA. If, if that makes LA, sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. I think that that's why most people come here. Uh, it's, yeah. I, I use the example, what I say to Lindsay, when you're talking about people from Los Angeles, 
I think that either people are trying to discover something, accomplish something, run away from something or hide from something. Yeah. And to be in that front end echelon is, is far more inspiring than the back end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, like as far as LA, it's, it's eh, but um, <laughs> it, it has its good, good and it's bad. Yeah. But yeah. What, um, for you, so you've lived here for a year now? Uh, two years. Two years. Okay. What, yeah, is the, be... the, what do you think is the, the best thing that that gave you in regards to breaking from where you come from? Um, just wanting more, you know, uh, le- learning that um, actually I was actually thinking of something and, and it says, um, it was that quote, it, it's Matthew McConaughey. I don't know if you, if you ever heard of, heard of him. Is that that? Did I say his name right? Yeah. And, and he says, don't Matthew follow McConaughey, yeah. Yeah, he says like don't fall into the trap that you're a victim because you're not. And and me coming from a poor background, I, I that really like hit a switch in me because I would, don't just because you're from a small area or from a family that doesn't have a lot of money, don't fall into that trap that you're a victim because you're not. You know, so so I really that that's something that really like woke me up and that I would say you know what I want more. So that's what really brought me out to LA because I was like there's so much opportunity out here. And, and I just want to become better. And I felt like being at Gold's Gym was the spot to learn more, meet people. Um, I met you from there, so that was awesome. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what are the pieces that you feel like are the most motivating about being in the city? So coming from a small place, coming from a small town, I think that a lot of the times the people that you're networked with, the people that see you, or even like anyone who would listen to the podcast, you might be from a different small town in the U.S. Mm-hmm. or any different location. I feel like there's like an overwhelming burden that they don't feel like they can get out. So how did the city actually make you realize that you don't have to be stuck when you're going through this process of, you know, making it to Los Angeles? Because you obviously you had that s- small stop and, and is it solo? Is, is it? Oh, uh, San Luis Obispo. Yeah. So what's the what's the brief like? What's the um, how can I cut that down? And it has a nickname like Sal Cal. How Sal? Oh, Cal, oh, it? oh! It's called Slow. Slow. Okay. okay. Yeah. Slow, I wanted to yeah. make. I knew I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to say the name, so I wanted, yeah. I wanted to make sure that I could quantify it that way. Yeah. But when you're on this journey, what? When did you realize like I'm not going home? Cause I imagine that was a thought like, okay, well maybe I have to like decide, or was that like a decision that once you decide to leave, you're like, I'm done with this. Or mm-hmm. how did that map out to you living in the city? And, and for someone who's mm-hmm. on that same journey or thinking to be on that journey, what advice would you give them? Um, honestly, I, I don't look at the negatives. That's, that's, that's my, that's my choice. That's my like opinion towards it is I don't look, at the negatives I always look at the positives like even when I talk to my parents you know and I get their advice you know and and they tell me like oh well there's gonna be this and there's gonna be that and they're just it's just a lot of negativity in a way and I just think about the positives so I just think about will this make me better is it gonna be hard hell yeah are you gonna struggle hell yeah but is it gonna make me better and that's all I think about if I do this will it make me better will I learn more am I gonna achieve more and that's all I think about so just think my biggest advice would be just think about the positive outcomes you could accomplish when deciding certain things, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's powerful. What did you feel like was the biggest hurdle for you to move from a small town to the big city? 
Um, I think it would be finding a job, um, making money. Um, that, that am I gonna afford it? That was like the biggest biggest hurdle. Um, at the end of the day, if you if you really want something, you're gonna find a way. You know, it, I worked at a job that I hated, uh, but I needed to do it. You know, for I didn't have money. You know, so I needed again just going back to if if you want it, you'll find a way. So, so for me, I, I worked at a, at a, you know, at a gym and I freaking hated it. I hated what I was doing. I was training, but you know, you, I was selling bullshit, you know, like I didn't believe in the product I was selling, but I needed to do certain things, but I was still helping people at the end of the day, you know, yeah. training people. I, I loved it, but I didn't like selling certain yeah, the things. Corporate. Yeah. 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 The corporate. Yeah. I, I didn't like that aspect, but I still loved helping. I loved, I loved, you know, as far as being in the gym. But um, you just gotta, you just gotta want it. You just gotta do it. If, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, I think, and I think to kind of reel that to a more definite point, it's not right. like it's not like you had to do anything that compromised your values. It just wasn't, it wasn't nurturing your passion for helping people in the capacity that you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I, did, I also feel like corporate gyms can come, sometimes stifle individuality. Exactly. Like, did you find that that was the case? So this is when you were in LA, you're working at an LA. Yeah. Fitness. I, I, yeah. LA fitness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that was really hard for you to find your own voice or what was the thing that you feel like was the biggest struggle in that area? Like, was it actually like the selling of the products that they, they were kind of pushing you and how did you kind of break from that? Yeah, it, exactly. It, it, it was exactly that. It's like the product and what they were trying to push. And they, you know, they'll say like, oh, we want to help people, but they don't. You know, the, at the end of the day, it is business and it is corporate. So it is all about the money and stuff. But I, I just didn't like the ethics of the company, their morals, what they really go by. Um, but I did have a blast training. You know, I did have a blast like helping people. It was fun, you know, but I just didn't agree with that aspect of it where they, they didn't really care. They just wanted sales. They wanted numbers, but that makes sense for them because they are a big corporation and all they want to do is bring in that money. So it does make sense. What about when you were in slow? What was your job opportunities like there? Were you personally training people? Was there other things you had that you were working on or? Yeah. Oh, well, I, well, I was in school full time. Oh, okay. Was, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was in school. Yeah. So I was going to school for nursing. That, that was my thing. Uh, how did you get here oh yeah yeah i i like excuse my language but i fucking hate school (laughs) i fucking hated it you know i think school is amazing i think it's great i feel like if if it's something you really love and you you have to go to school for do it um but i think at the end of the day if you're just doing what you love you know you're going to be successful you know there's a lot of people with degrees that aren't successful, but there's a lot of people that don't have degrees that aren't successful. You know, it just goes down to how bad you want something and how much you love it and, and what you're willing to do to really accomplish a goal. I think it's education over school. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. Like for me, like I went to school, studied politics for three years. That whole time I was working three jobs and I was learning how to sell. Like I worked as an assistant manager of a store and everyone's like, why do you work? Like why, why do you do it first? I was like, I don't have any money. Like that's a pretty good motivation factor. (laughs) But I was like, I knew that if I, if I worked at getting this one tangible skill that would really help me understand people, that's something that would be more important than learning how to do stats. So exactly. I think that you kind of just reverse engineer that and go from education, go from school to an education. 
for you though, did you end up dropping out? Did you graduate? Like did you just switch and say like, this isn't for me. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. I dropped out. <laughs> yeah. I dropped out when I went to school for two, was it two years? I think. Yeah. Two years I went to school and then I, I just like, I, I just couldn't do it. Like I, I just hated my life when I was going to school. I, I also worked like a full-time job and I was just burned out. You know, I was just like, I, I don't love this. I, I just waited for whenever the gym time was, that was, that was my golden that was my golden time, you know, just, just to go lift. And, and, that, and that's when I really realized, like, this is what I want to do. You know, I, I want to just go all into fitness. So that's when I really realized, like, hey, like, this is not for me. You know, I think school's great, but it's just, it's just not for me. And I just, that's when I just dropped out. And that's when I decided to just go all into fitness. And that's when I moved to L.A. So that was awesome. A, that was another turning point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did that take? What was, like, uh, the... So, cause that's not an easy decision. And that, mm-hmm. I know that, that that's something that first off I commend you for, because most people would mm-hmm. spend the extra 40 to 80 grand on going through nursing school and then getting their MD afterwards. So mm-hmm. I think that takes a lot of balls to be able to be like, yeah, this isn't going to work. So yeah. for you though, what was the, like, what was the moment where you decided that you're like, I'm going to do this. Can you remember that moment or was it more of just like a buildup? It was a buildup, but also, um, I think it was anatomy class, and um, and I don't know. I was just like, I was just, I was just over it. I was in a lab one day, and I was just like, what the fuck am I doing here? You know, like, like I, like yeah, it's, I, I did learn a lot, obviously. And as far as like being a trainer and stuff like that, we need to know that. That's actually mm-hmm. really helpful. But I was just like, dude, like everyone in here just looks depressed, stressed out. Like I don't want to be in this environment anymore. And I just like, that's a, that was a deciding factor. I was just like, Hey, like I'm over this. Like, let's just go all in the fitness. Like why, why am I waiting? You know, like if I fuck up, it's okay. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm young. Yeah. You know, I'm meant to fuck up. I want to fuck up, you know, I, I, so I could learn from my mistakes. You know, I, I, I like doing that. That's powerful. Yeah. That's very, very powerful. So moved to Los Angeles. When did you start I guess, when did you really start be building your personal brand? When did you start building your personal brand and when did you start coaching people? And what was that transition from LA fitness to kind of the route that you're on right now? Oh yeah, that, that was, so it's actually barely started this year, really building my brand and, and, and stuff like that. Because when I was at LA fitness, they, we, we couldn't do that. We couldn't, market ourselves um we couldn't do anything like that because we'd get fired and at the time when i just moved from san luis obispo to la it was it was an expensive move and and um and and with that i i couldn't get fired you know like i just couldn't do it like i was like dude i'm screwed like i'm stuck in the lease like it, it it just wouldn't work so i couldn't risk myself getting fired over me trying to build something that's that wasn't really built yet if that makes sense so yeah so yeah Mm -hmm. so so that's why i had to stick in with la fitness and and really try to save money in a way so then i could branch off and do my own thing but um probably a little bit off topic but funny story was in what was it november of of last year um i got fired yeah and 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 that was it was a blessing in disguise and i'm so grateful i got fired because to be honest, I don't think I would have had the balls to quit mm. because I was making just enough to like 
get my bills and, and, and go out here and there and have fun. I was living, living very comfortable. And that's something that you shouldn't be, if that makes sense. You shouldn't be comfortable with, with a lifestyle like that if you want to grow, mm-hmm. you know? And it was a blessing of, of disguise of me getting fired because that's what really like ignited my flame. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not working for anyone ever again. Like I, if I fail and if I screw up, it's on me. It's not on someone else. So that's what really hit the switch. And that's, and that's when I really started building my brand, posting more. Um, I got my physique back into shape because when I was in LA fitness, I worked crazy amount of hours. I wouldn't get my meals in and not as an excuse because those are, those are excuses. I could have found a way, but I just didn't. And it was really making me exactly. And then once I got fired there, guess what? Getting all my meals in, I'm training, I'm sleeping right. And then that's when I started really building my brand in, and in, in January, February, that's when I, it started slowly picking up in these past two months have been amazing for me. Uh, my coaching business has finally grown just because, you know, it takes time for things to build. And I'm learning from people because I don't know everything. You know, I don't think we all know everything and, and learning, mm-hmm. hey, what works best, you know, getting advice from you. Um, I feel like you're very underrated. Like oh, you're con- you. yeah, yeah. like, like super underrated. Like I talk so highly of you to all my friends, like, like, cause you're awesome. Like you're, you're super smart, super genuine, super humble. And that's something that you don't really see in a lot of people, especially like in LA meeting people. Um, but, but yeah, like lately that was that big switch and, and Thank my, you, by the way. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and really just like building my, a brand. So, so you stay has really been like kicking off as far as like these past, this past year. Yeah. That's amazing. And I think too, when you're looking at it, it's like someone I was talking about with one of my friends, it's, it's ready, shoot, aim. Yeah. So it's, it, that's what entrepreneurship has to be sometimes. So you don't yeah. necessarily have it all figured out and you shouldn't. And obviously we're at this point now, I think everyone who's kind of at our level where we've seen success, like my business has been amazing. I'm so blessed and so grateful for it. Like you said, though, like there's other things that are like, when's it going to catch fire? And it's like, you know, it's not meant to, but it's, I'm meant to be here. I think the more that you look at that as an opportunity to grow, it becomes something that's really empowering for other people to see. Exactly. For you though, what, what do you, what, so what are you passionate about sharing with your clients? So, you know, obviously first off, I want to have you define this. How would you classify yourself? Um, as far as what? And the way that you help people. So for you, building your personal brand would equate to being a fitness coach, being a physique expert, being someone who's a weight loss coach, someone who's yeah. a lifestyle coach. What, what do you really think that you specialize in? Something more lifestyle. Um, definitely not a you know, physique coach in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, just something more lifestyle because really showing people how to like put like make have it be your lifestyle if that makes sense like you know really showing people how to not have boring foods you know i've coached more of a flexible dieting approach and just really show like yeah just really showing people how to live healthier be happier feel good about yourself that's that's what i specialize in a lot more than than just like your your, your basic like comp coach. Cause I, I I'm not qualified for that. So, <laughs> so yeah. yeah well, it's, like, it's not yeah. something you're passionate about either. Exactly. Yeah. What, what are you passionate about when it comes to serving your clients? 
um, just making sure they're happy, you know, making sure they're satisfied with, with what, with the service I'm providing, um, just answering questions for them whenever they need me. Um, but yeah, just making sure they're happy. Honestly, that that's, that's my biggest thing. Just being happy, loving themselves. Um, that's something I struggled with a lot, just really learning to love yourself and, and being comfortable with yourself. Cause you know, you know, us as like, you know, we do work out. I, I, you know, a lot of us have like body dysmorphia or I, I did, you know, so really just, you know, helping my clients, you know, just be happy, uh, learn to love themselves and just, you know, build their confidence. So that'd be, that'd be my thing. If you were to give someone advice as far as like building confidence, what is the first step do you think to take in that direction? So, you know, obviously for you coming from a soccer background to build the physique where you have now, it takes a lot of hard work, discipline, dedication, and obviously also you also have to push to build that confidence to do it. So what piece of advice would you give to someone who's in that same place trying to build confidence? Um, just, just stay positive, um, staying positive and really sticking to sticking to something as far as like a program or something that's really going to make you accomplish a goal. Because once you start seeing results, then you're going to see, you're going to build a lot more confidence because you're going to feel better about yourself. And then as you're staying positive, guess what? That's how, yeah. Wait, does that make sense so far? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, just staying positive, um, following something that you that you see consistent results in, and and so on and so forth. I love it. I love it. So within that, what do you feel like are some of the biggest things that your clients struggle with, and what are some steps that you feel like? So like maybe to quantify it this way, you know, average Joe not our friend Joe, but <laughs> average Joe comes into the door and is like, you know what? I, I, I'm struggling to be disciplined on my diet. I'm struggling to get in shape. Like what are some of the misconceptions that you feel like people run into that you usually help them through or some of the things that you feel like present themselves in that way? Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be not having time to eat their meals. That's, that's my number one, like biggest hurdle as far as like helping clients um it's not hard for me um that's why i do take that flexible dieting approach um and i i tell them to plan ahead so if you when do you have the most time you know because we all have the same 24 hours um and it goes back to how bad you want you want to accomplish a goal so if you plan the day ahead or if you're like hey i have a meeting at this time i work from here to here um let's plan those meals ahead of time so therefore you're not so you don't have time so you plan ahead of time and, and that just solves that problem super easy. And then just going back to how bad that person really wants to achieve a goal, lose weight, gain weight, um, just planning ahead the day before. That, that, that's all it is. It's simple. What are some of the struggles that you ran into when you first started? Um, nutrition. Yeah, nutrition, knowing what to eat. Um, I would just eat like crap when I started. I thought I could outwork a, a bad diet, but you can't. <laughs> Um, that was, but that was my biggest thing was, was learning about food learning about nutrition, um, and and things like that. That was, that was my biggest thing. Was that macros for you? Like, did you always follow, like if if it's your macros or did you have other diets that you tried in there? Yeah. Oh, well I, I didn't follow macros until like about like two years ago. Um, but, but yeah, I went straight bro, you know, your chicken rice and I did that forever. 
Um, and I just realized like this sucks. And then that's when I did a lot more research on it. And I, I realized macros cause I, I follow, I follow Christian Guzman for a while now. Um, and, and that's when I actually learned about macros and that's what really like, I learned a lot about him. And then that's when I transitioned to macros and just did my research on it. And now I coach people through like flexible dieting macros and stuff like that. Amazing. That's amazing. What is the most fulfilling thing about coaching people that you get? So obviously on this trajectory for personal development that stems beyond fitness, obviously you don't just, you don't just move from small town to LA. If you're just wanting mm -hmm. to become a body, wanting to emulate more. So for you, what is the thing that you find the most fulfilling about coaching or some, or maybe even experiences that you've had mm -hmm. that are just like, wow, I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. I, the ability to help someone um, really just ch changed our life overall. Um, that, that, that's something that's just, that makes me happy. Um, because even for myself, like trying to transform my body, like uh, it, it's been a huge change, you know, and that feeling of, of them feeling amazing. That's what makes me so happy because when I was, I wanted to be a nurse before because I was helping people. So at the end of the day, I just want to help people. And, and, with coaching that's when i found my outlet where i could help someone make them feel better about themselves that that's what really makes me happy is making other people happy and seeing them you know crush their goals that that's what really makes me happy to be honest that's the bottom line just seeing them happy makes me happy yeah. seeing them become better you know because you're like wow i helped this person be a better version of themselves and that's what makes me happy overall that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I think, I think that's a big motivation for a lot of people to actually be able to hold on to it and, and emulate that throughout your, your, your work is something totally different. When you think about, this is like one of my favorite questions to ask people. So if you were in a position where you had a client or someone who was like, you know what, Hector, time-wise for the gym, this isn't working. I only have 30 minutes and you were like, okay, I have to give this person three exercises. They can only do three exercises for their whole workout. That's what they can afford to do for time. What are those three exercises that you would have them do? Those three, I, I would stick to the compounds. Just bench, squat, deadlift. You're honestly pretty much hitting all your muscle groups there. You have 30 minutes. <laughs> that, that's what we're going to do. That, 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 that's what I would do personally. I don't, I don't know about you. But um, that's, that's, those are the three things. I feel like that's the answer that everyone wants to say. Mm. You're the one that you're the only one that had enough balls to say it. <laughs> like I've had people who are like, "Oh, I would do a glute hamstring raise because they target the glutes." But like we all know that yeah. like the deadlift is the first thought in their head. Yeah. Um, no, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I think it, yeah, like you said, like those compounds are going to hit everything. Mm. Who's someone who inspires you? Hmm. Uh, fitness related overall just in general it could be anything yeah. you can have more than one answer too yeah as far as honestly christian guzman he he fucking inspires me like like seeing from his because i i followed him forever I, I don't know about you but like when he he just looks completely different his whole life like like that's someone who inspires me you know like someone who he you just see the passion um what he has really inspires me um you know he has the gym he has the, his dog is like my dream dog. I want one of those dogs. Um, but he's someone that just really inspires me. You know, uh, he, he didn't really have much in, in a way, like, and he built that whole company from the ground up. And, and that's something that I kind of, kind of want to achieve. And I, I think it sounds kind of like, uh, 
like cliche, like everyone wants a gym now. And then, but, but that's what I actually want, you know, and, and I actually want to have my own gym and I like the lifestyle he lives and, and he's someone who really inspires me to be honest. I love that. Yeah. Christian's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always been really, I've met him a couple of times. So he's been really respectful. And I think Alpha leads a brand that I think most people who are in, inspiring for and pushing for more can really emulate. Yeah. And I think also, I was going to say too, one thought that comes to my head, it's only cliche if you suck and don't execute. Exactly. So it's only cliche if you start a shitty gym and no one gives a fuck about you. Like that's uh, cliche. Yeah, yeah. Well, no shit because that gym's going to fail and you'll just be yeah. another person who opened a shitty gym. But <laughs> if you're, if you open a nice gym and it's what you put your soul into and people can yeah. resonate with that, then I don't think it's cliche. And so exactly. that's like the level up. That's like the level above it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, uh, one question that I want to dive into is with fitness. And so focusing on the lifestyle of fitness, focusing on how it it reshapes your body, but how has it changed your outlook on life? How has gaining that control reshaped how you see yourself and how you interact with others? What has it done for you in that regard? Um, I think it's done everything. To be honest, like my confidence over overall, um, the way I see things, it, it just gave me a new light. You know, even when I was playing soccer, you know, and, and back in my, my you know, younger days, of, not like I'm old now, but <laughs> when, I, when I used to play and stuff, it, I didn't have confidence. You know, I wasn't confident in myself. I always had that doubt and I didn't know really what that doubt was, but I had doubt, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I was kind of a pussy to be honest. Like, sorry, excuse my language, but it's kind of a pussy. And, Sorry, and, you can yeah. just own it. Just own it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but and and really, fitness just changing my body and and being more confident with myself. That's what really um, that it yeah, just made me more confident and and stuff like that. I don't know if that answers that question. It's kind of all, all over the place, yeah. But. That's all right. That's fine. I think yeah. it, I think confidence is the biggest thing that everyone gets. Yeah. Uh, one thing about confidence too that I've realized is that everyone has a piece of it. And if it's not there, it can be cultivated. I think mm. if it's the first thing that starts with that. Yeah. One of the last fitness related questions that I have that I wanted to dive into before we kind of go into like the rapid fire, which is always mm. fun is mm. what does it take to build discipline for you? What, what, mm what are the t- things that you have to consistently do to have a disciplined mindset when you're getting in shape, when you're building your physique, what, what are those pieces that help you stay disciplined? Um, just having that end goal, um, setting an end goal for what you do want to accomplish, because if you don't have an end goal or, or a goal of somewhat, you don't know what you're aiming for. Or you don't, if you, but if you have that end goal and you're disciplined, but yeah, going back to it, it's just all about having that end goal and it, and setting yourself up to really accomplish that goal, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the last things, too, that I wanted to dive into now is the rapid fire questions that have nothing to do with fitness, really uh-huh. trying to discover like what, you know, some of the things that make you tick. And this has been amazing. I really like hearing more about your story, but I wanted to shift topics to non-fitness related points. Yeah. So what are some things you like to do outside of the gym? What are some of your leisure activities? That's something I need to work on, to be honest. I really need to work on that since like, you know, my business is slowly, you know, picking up now. 
Um, I, and that's one thing I was actually talking about it the other day to my roommate is like, I'm, I'm lonely as fuck. Like, like I do that. Like I, I, all I do is like work with my clients. I, I wake up in the morning train. Um, I go to the beach for like about like an hour and just hang out there. Um, and, and then I go home, work with, work, work on some client stuff. And then that, that's my day. Like I need to work on, you know, like having activities, you know, or like, or like getting into a, like finding a hobby to do. Um, that's something I need to work on, to be honest, because my life right now is just gym and, and clients and, and helping them. And, and that's something I, I do need to work on is, you know, getting out there and trying new things. You know, I really need to work on that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's all right. We're all calls of being mm-hmm. balanced as we go. Yeah. What's one book that's changed your life that you would suggest someone read? To be honest, I, I, I hate reading books. I, I, I just do, you know, um, there was a book I, st- I started reading. It was, um, the way of a superior man. I don't know if you read that book. Um, I'm, I'm familiar with it. I haven't read it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I read that book and I, honestly, I forgot a lot of it, <laughs> but I'm not big on reading books. I rather listen to a podcast. I, I'm more of like someone who rather listen to something. If it is a book, I rather listen to an audio book. Um, but I don't have like a main book that like, it's like, Oh, I learned so much from this. If that makes sense. Yeah. Are there any podcasts you like? Um, main podcast that I listen to. Um, I do like, I, I don't know if, you, if you're familiar with the guy that, um, owns young and reckless. Young and reckless. Yeah. I'm not familiar. I know the brand, but I'm not familiar. Uh, with oh, 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 okay. Yeah. So he has a podcast called short story long. And that one's really good. He just had Gary Vee on there. Um, and he has like a lot of people from like many, you know, many types of businesses and stuff. Like he has Gary Vee on there. He has, um, you know, DJ managers, like some guy named Shalizi. And they just talk about, you know, their life and stuff like that. And, and their hurdles through it, like kind of what we're doing right now. Um, and I really love that podcast. Um, and that's, that's one I really listen to right now. That's awesome. I'll have to check him out. What's one thing that helps you stay productive throughout the day? It's mm, a good question. One thing that helps me stay productive. Hmm. That, 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 that's a good one. Um, I kind of just get shit done, you know? Like, it, it's not really like, I, I, I just know what I have to do and then I do it. Just simple like that. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. That's all you yeah. need. <laughs> yeah. What's one, so if you had to put like, if you had to put a slogan on your, on a shirt, wear it around, what's one, what's the slogan you feel like you would identify with? Oh yeah. That, that would be risk everything. That's, that's my thing is, is risk everything. Like that, that just, that word means so much to me. Um, and, and it, and it's something that I would want on a shirt one day. I love that. That's a powerful one. What is your advice to yourself 20 years from now? (laughs) <laughs> that's a good one um just take like take risk <laughs> um don't be scared um yeah just honestly just do what scares me do what scares me take risk that that would be my advice i think if that yeah yeah so 20 years so let me quantify that just so maybe it uh, makes more sense to anyone listening okay. to you. So, uh 20 years advice is something that i learned from tim ferris and tim ferris is a huge inspiration to me um when i was working three jobs in college 
I read four hour work week and I was like, whew, this is amazing. This is what I want to do. And I started thinking, Oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And I, I already had that bug, but that like gave me my first direction and his podcast. He asked people, what, what's advice would you give yourself 20 years from now? And the, the goal is that you think of the advice of that. Okay. 20 years from now, you should be doing X and the whole thought process is that's the advice you should take right now. Oh, okay. Wait, I think I, I misunderstood that question. So it's me at currently. So what I think, what, what, so I, when you're what, 40, when, yeah. what, when you're 40, what advice would you give yourself? Oh, 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 well, I, okay. I did understand the question. No, no yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, so, you're fine. Yeah, no, you're oh, fine. okay. Wait, I, I got confused. I was like, wait, I was like, did I answer? Did I just misunderstand that? Yeah, yeah you're good. No, no, you're fine. You're, right. um, it's just more of a thing for anyone else who's listening. Yeah. Um, what is your one rule for life? One rule. That's, that's a good one. What's one rule? I mean, going back to that slogan, you know, risk everything. That's, that's my one rule. That, that's honestly, that's what it is. I'm not scared to fail. You know, I, I come from nothing. So it's, I know what it feels like to have nothing multiple times so that I'm not scared to lose because I've been there so many times I know how to get back up. So just risk everything. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, so where, what are some of the projects you're working on right now, Hector? Where can people find more about you? Like, you know, what's your contact and things like that? Yeah. I mean, projects right now is honestly just how to really expand my business, how to help people, more efficiently? Um, how could I bring more value to my clients? That's what I'm currently working on now since I did tell you like this year is a, is a year where I really just went full into coaching and I'm still learning so many things. Um, so, so that's what I'm really working on at the moment. Um, and, and as far as like, you know, finding me, um, you know, I, I mainly use Instagram. So like my Instagram would be like Hector Jimenez with two eyes, super simple. Um, but yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I'll make sure that's in the show notes too. Uh, so, well, so within that, I just want to thank you for coming on the podcast. It's been a lot of fun. I'm really grateful to have you on. Uh, I appreciate your uh, positive vibes and uh, thoughts towards uh, me. And more than anything, I think that it's just really exciting to hear more of your story and I'm grateful that you came on and shared. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was fun. I've never done something like this before. So it, it was really fun. And, you know, hopefully I, I helped someone out through this. So, yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Amazing. Well, so thank you all for tuning in and just a reminder that you can find us on iTunes and on now Spotify, but more than anything, I just want to remind you guys to continue to be a light and inspire others to believe more. We'll see you guys. Thank you for tuning in to BMP radio. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And if you like this talk, leave it a review. You can follow us on Instagram at BMP radio or my personal account at Brian Pickowitz. That's P-I-C-K-O-W-I-C-Z. Thank you all for tuning in. And just a reminder, continue to be a light and inspire others to believe more.